And I was in this room and this lady walked up and she said, you know, somebody wanted to acquire my business for nine figures. And I'm thinking nine figures, that's a lot of figures, right? And she's like, but I think, you know, I'm just going to grow it because we could probably get there in a few years. Like we're doing an easy million a month. Okay. And so I'm thinking like, so I want you to think about this. I'm like an easy million a month, an easy million a month. And I'm looking at her, I'm like, she has one head right? She looks like a normal human being. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, if she can do an easy million a month, I might could do a million a year. Do you see what I mean? It's just the power of being in the, in the right space. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? Dr. Vikram Raya is a functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert, is here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life, unlock your limitless potential, and achieve greatness, all while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Limitless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Raya, and today I have a very special guest. Dr. Una, she is a pediatrician, an entrepreneur, speaker, podcaster, best-selling author. But really what she is, is she is helping uh, create the next breed of entrepreneur physicians. And I'm really excited because this is a passion of mine as well. And we need more savvy physicians in the play, in the workplace so they can, you know, build clinics, build companies, and really expand their greatness. So doc, thank you, Dr. Una, for coming to the show. And I'm just so excited about your mission. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. So Dr. Una, um, you were supposed to be a pediatrician somewhere in a in a clinic in Georgia. Where the, how the heck did you become this you know, national and possibly international sensation for physicians? Yeah, so so this all started in 2016. There was no problem. Um, I had my practice, was doing really well. I was working a four-day work week um, because I had someone working for me every Friday. So everything was good. But I just had this knowing, that's the best way I know, know how to explain it, that medicine as we had known it um, had changed. There was a fundamental shift. And if all I knew how to do was to doctor, I was going to be out of luck. And that was just an awareness that I had one day. And I didn't know any better because at this point, I was a socially awkward, super shy, introverted introvert. So entrepreneurship, even though I had a practice, not really something I identified with. And so I started thinking, okay, what else could I do? The question was, if I cannot have an impact and make money seeing patients, like hands on the patient, then what could I do as a physician? And so I started thinking, well, I could be a speaker. People are speakers. Um, I could be a consultant. Um, I've started a practice. I can show other people how to do that. I uh, started playing with all of these things. And again, didn't think I could really pull it off. But that knowing was so strong that I was like, you have to do something about this. Otherwise, you're going to say, you know, like when it gets really bad, you're going to wonder what happened. Now, this was seven years ago at the time of this recording. So it didn't really make too much sense. Um, but I just knew. And so I started going after a coach. I found a speaker's program. I was like, wow, they train people to speak. I didn't know anything about coaching because so I didn't even know that world existed. And so, and they're like, oh yeah, in our program is 43 grand. I'm like, 40, 43 <laughs> grand? Like, what is it, laced in gold? You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, I'm so grateful that I said yes to that opportunity and started embracing speaking, started embracing entrepreneurship. It took a few years, but then 
I started learning these skills and I immediately turned around and said, oh my goodness, it's going to be bad. There's a million physicians. It's going to be bad for all of us if we don't figure this out. And so that's when EntreMD was born. And I started helping doctors build businesses, build profitable businesses, putting themselves out. And there's no prescription. If you want to do a private practice, fine. If you want to be employed, but you want to monetize your brand, fine. You want to be a consultant. You want to be a speaker. It doesn't matter. We have to build business systems around whatever you do. And that led to where we are now, the podcast, the books, um, the Entrepreneur Business School, like all of those things. But it was just born out of we cannot continue to do things the way they are. And it looked crazy then, but then COVID happened and it became obvious to everybody that we have some serious problems going on here. And for the people I started working with before that, they were like, it's almost like you knew and you prepared us for you know, the <laughs> pandemic and everything was coming. But I wish I'd say I was super smart. I knew there was a pandemic coming. I didn't, but I knew that things were going to get ugly in the in the physician space. You know, Dr. and I, I would have to say that what you did anticipate was a disruption. And I think that's what great leaders and visionaries and people, you know, who sometimes can see around the corners. I mean, people call that about, you know, a lot of the people we admire, like Steve Jobs and think they, they could see around corners. So that being said, I've, I've spoken to a lot of coaches and consultants in the physician space. And from what I'm hearing, the pandemic was actually one of the best things that ever happened to a lot of folks. And can, I was wondering if you can sort of unpack that a little bit more. Yeah. I, so the deal is change is something that we as human beings resist. And the pandemic set it up where we were forced to change. We were forced to come to terms with the fact that our jobs are not secure, forced to come to terms with the fact that if you do not figure out how to treat your private practice like a business, it will go out of business. And um, we're forced to come to terms with the fact that, um, you know, we deserve to live life on our terms. <laughs> we deserve to practice medicine the way we want to. And I think for the first time, we had a lot of people who decided I'm going to pay the price to make that happen. Whether that's my evolution, that's being in the right community, whether that's getting coaching, whether that's daring my fears, um, even the scrutiny of my colleagues, like, oh, you've gone to the dark side and things like that. Like, we're willing to give all of that up. So the pandemic was... It was one of the best times. Now, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I'm not wishing for another pandemic, but it was one of the best times because we were more open to change. So let's, let's, uh, I want to, I want to uh, explore something you said, the dark side. So there is a stigma, I guess, from traditional physicians of these new breed of physicians, these entrepreneur physicians, these uh, freedompreneurs, I like to call them, like, People who are doing things different outside the box, they're buying real estate, they're doing stocks, they're doing, you know, uh, some, I have a coaching client who has opened up a brewery. I mean, this is not what physicians are supposed to be doing. Uh, I want to ask the questions in two ways. One, what is this dark side and who's judging us? And number two, why is there this pent up demand that sort of got released now that it's okay to now do things outside of medicine? Yeah, so... When it, I think for the most part, people think there's a dark side because there has been a fundamental shift. If you think about it, when I was a resident, there were no minute clinics. There were barely any urgent cares. There were not a lot of nurse practitioners, physician assistants, the rest of them seeing patients. So we had this monopoly, right? So it was the era of you can hang the shingle and they will come. It was true then, right? It was a time where do good medicine and the money will follow. It was true then, 
because there was a there was a monopoly and we kind of just went on the straight and narrow and did the things and everything else figured out itself but now we live in a space where we don't have a monopoly anymore there are all kinds of different people who can see patients. Um, Amazon is in the healthcare space. JP Morgan is in the healthcare space. Everybody's in the healthcare space. And so it has become this economic space um, where there are other players. You can't just say, I'll practice good medicine, the money will follow. You cannot say, I, I was of the school of thought because I was in the middle of that transition. Hang the shingle and they will come. So when I started my private practice 14 years ago, I hung the shingle. And to the rudest shock ever, they did not come. I had to figure out how to build a business system around my private practice, right? So there's a demand for the change. There has to be that shift. Now, there, it, it is scary. It can be scary. It is very different. It is, it is things that some physicians like that's beneath us to market or to sell, or to talk about money or do any of those kind of things. So a lot of them will look at us like you've gone on the dark side. But the truth of the matter is if you want freedom, if you want to practice medicine the way you want to, if you want to truly enjoy your career, if you want to do the things you've always wanted to do, then you just can't listen to them. There will always be those people, right? And we just we just don't listen to them. And then to your second question is, you know, this whole pent-up thing, like where did all of this come from? I think we've always been this way. If you think about the typical physician, this is a person, you know, decided... 99% of the physicians I talked to, they're like, I saw this problem and I wanted to solve this problem. There was this problem. I wanted to change the world. We've always been like that. But then once we make the decision to go into medical school, then we go into this cookie cutter thing, right? You go to high school, get the good grades, then go to pre-med, get the good grades, then go to med school, then go to residency, then go to fellowship, and then just practice and then die, right? Like it's just this thing that you're not supposed to veer off the path. And I think for the first time, physicians are like, wait a minute, I can give all of this full expression? Like, are you kidding? And I think we just started following that path. So, it, you know, but it's, it's all out now, so it's not going back. The old-fashioned way of doing medicine, yes, I agree. It's, it's, those days are numbered. In fact, they may, some people say the, you're a dinosaur if you still think that way. I like the fact that people are starting to embrace autonomy. I, I agree with you, Dr. Una. I think that's it. That's really that word, autonomy. And, you know, people were very multifaceted growing up, right? Even though they were in the med school path, they were, they liked to surf, they liked to write books, they were creative, they were artists, they had music interests, they had business interests. But then once you get into this vortex of medical school, it's supposed to, you're supposed to let go of everything and then just embrace this path. But now we're saying you can still be a doctor, but still embrace these passions and creative interests that you had and even incorporate them into your practice even. So that's that's awesome. And you said something about solving problems. And I really think that's the whole point of any business on earth. All businesses are there just to solve a problem. And so as new problems arise, you have new businesses to address that, right? There would be no need for mine and your companies probably 50 years ago. Uh, most most physicians are like, no, there's, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm very happy being a physician. But now there's this angst. There's almost an existential crisis. And I would call it this. There's a physician wokeness. Uh, the people are starting to become, you know, awakened. They're unplugging from the matrix. And there's a need now to help these folks. And we just have, it's not like we're better than anyone. We just happen to be for, a little bit further along the path, you know, and then now we're like, Hey, here's what worked for me. I, I can show it to you as well. So that's pretty cool. Um, so tell me about 
that is your journey and that's sort of the general journey of the physician but you were practicing as a pediatrician you got into speaking coaching consulting but where did you make the pivot to start this whole coaching practice this business uh, consulting um tell me about that yeah so that I think my personality has always been when I find something, I turn around like, guys, look what I found. Let's do that. Right. Like, so when I started my journey of becoming an entrepreneur, um, I turned around and started helping people. Right. So in the beginning, I, I was helping everybody, like all good entrepreneurs. Right. I was like, I want to help everybody start businesses and all of that. And when I did that, I would I, I hosted an event. And after the event, getting feedback, it occurred to me that the non-physicians were like, clearly you're not talking to us because you're a physician, you don't get us, you have access to capital and all of those things. And then the physicians were like, clearly you're not talking to us because we don't do things like that. And it dawned on me that I had to pick. I either had to talk to non-physicians or the physicians. And so for me, I was like, the non-physicians, they have access to a lot of things. Um, physicians, we don't even realize this is a possibility. And so I picked the physicians and that's when EntreMD was born. And I started, you know, focusing on that. Um, in the beginning, I was, you know, I was doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. I was doing events and all of those things. Um, but, you know, not because of burnout or anything. My intention was always to retire when I was 40, right? I remember my very first day in private practice, seeing patients, you know, going in the room, writing the prescription, doing the things. I was like, wait a minute. So I'm going to do this exact same thing till I'm 65. I was like, no can do. I'm going to give this 10 years. I'm going to give it all I've got for 10 years. But I know there's so much more in me. I had no idea what more was, but I was like, there's so much more in me and I want to explore everything. Like I want to die empty, having used all the potentials that I have. And so EntreMD kept growing as a company and I just started doing, you know, less and less uh, clinical time. I was telling you before we got on, I got to where I was seeing patients one day a week. But, you know, being a physician is, is so intertwined in our identity that yeah. okay. I could not imagine, right? I turned 40 and I was seeing patients one day a week, like, you know, like, who, and some days I'll take, some weeks I'll take the week off, like the one, the one day off. But I just couldn't leave my stethoscope alone. So I, I did that for two and a half years. And then eventually two years ago, almost two years ago, I was like, okay, uh, we're at this point. And I had also come to this place where the amount of work I was doing, not in a burnout kind of way, but, you know, I'm doing the podcast at two episodes every week. I'm writing the books. I'm, you know, we have the Entremdy Business School. I'm helping hundreds of physicians every week and hosting events and speaking at events. And I was like, I'm still helping physicians, right? I'm helping them build profitable practices. So I'm helping patients a lot more than I ever would. And so, you know, I said, okay, let's uh, let's let that be. You, but you this gave, is what I do. You gave time. permission to... Uh, move beyond your dream to go follow your destiny. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's that's awesome. exactly what happened. So, so now um, give me an example of like, uh, and, and it was awesome. You chose a niche, which is an avatar. So tell me about the ideal entre MD that comes into your ecosystem. Oh my goodness. Okay. So the ideal person is, you know, someone who obviously is a physician and even if they don't know what exactly they want, they know they're done with the status quo. And they're like, I want to build a business. I'm not sure how to do it, but I have the work ethic. I have the commitment um, and I'm willing to go all in, right? Or, and the second person will be somebody who's building a business, but they've built it the old school way, right? Where I own my job, right? I own my job, but I want to build this well-oiled machine 
and I'm willing to put in the time, I'm willing to put in the effort. So I built something that works without me. It's a business asset. It doesn't mean I have to quit. It just means it's set up that it's a true assets. It's not my job, right? And so we would do this with people who are in private practice or coaches or consultants. We even have people who are entrepreneurs. So they're working a job, but they're very clear. I work for Dr. Me Incorporated and I give eight hours of my company time to my job five days a week. And so they negotiate like bosses. I actually had a doc who just today was like, I've made more money than I've ever made as an employed physician because she learned to negotiate like a boss and I've taken more time off. She's taken off a total of 12 weeks this year. That's beautiful. If you can imagine that as, yeah. as an employed as a, physician. As, as an employed physician. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, it doesn't matter. You, everybody works for themselves and everybody has yeah. this one company to start off that's Dr. Me Incorporated. So. So those are the physicians and um, it's beautiful. I have so much faith, even if people are like, I'm not exactly sure what it is because I wasn't exactly sure, right? But a few years later, here I am, right? Like, so, so yes. What, what do you think are sort of the basic business tenants? Like, you know, uh, obviously uh, you're, uh, we're talking the green room and Entre MD Business School, it sounds like at least it's a 12 month kind of commitment. But when people want to just get an understanding of, hey, you know, uh, oh, I learned everything in medical school or I read a book on business. I think I'm ready to go. Like, what does your business school sort of cover or what is that sort of the education or the the transformational journey people go on when they go through your school? Yeah. So the first thing, the first thing is the evolution, right? Sometimes people want to walk into this tactics and strategies and all. The first thing is the evolution. Is that understanding that what I learned as a physician did not prepare me for entrepreneurship at all. It gave me some advantages, but it did not prepare me to be a physician um, because I find there's a lot of resistance. Like, I don't want to have to do this. It shouldn't take this much. I shouldn't need to evolve. This should be, and I'm like, no, there's you, the physician. Now there's you, the entrepreneur is a different person. And you have to come to terms with that, right? Which means that, you know, I'm going to change. I'm going to learn new things. I'm going to adopt a new way of thinking. I'm going to do a, a adopt a new way of acting. I'm not going to say I'm a physician. I don't do that. People tell me I'm a physician. I don't market. I'm like, now you do. You're an entrepreneur. Now you do. Right. And so the first thing is that evolution. The second thing would be, really be around the skills you need to acquire um, and their skills. So I learned this from Brian Tracy, saved my life. He said, all business skills are learnable. And as physicians, if there's anything like we know how to do, we know how to learn, right? So marketing is a skill. It's, people say, I'm an introvert. That, that it's not, marketing is not a personality type. It's a skill. So we acquire the skill of marketing. We acquire the skill of selling. And selling is not a cuss word, right? It's not a bad <laughs> word. This is something entrepreneurs do. Um, we acquire the, the skill of building systems, of building teams, because no systems, no teams means you own your job and you're going to go from burning out as an employed physician to burning out as an entrepreneur, right? So we learn all of those, all of those skills. And then we learn this thing um, about putting yourself, like investing in yourself, especially when it comes to coaching and community, right? Putting yourself in the, in the right rooms. People say, well, you can't learn things by osmosis, but you kind of sort of can. 
if you're in the right space, you have the right positive peer pressure. I'll tell you something funny. I remember I was working on EntreMD. I think we did 100,000 in revenue or something like that. And, and I was in this room and this lady walked up and she said, you know, somebody wanted to acquire my business for nine figures. And I'm thinking nine figures, that's a lot of figures, right? And she was like, but I think, you know, I'm just going to grow it because we could probably get there in a few years. Like we're doing an easy million a month, Okay. And so I'm thinking, like, so I want you to think about this. I'm like, an easy million a month, an easy million a month. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, she has one head, right? She looks like a normal human being. <laughs> and I'm like, if she can do an easy million a month, I might could do a million a year. Do you see what I mean? It's just the power of being in the in the right space, especially for us physicians, because we had the experience we had, and we're in a lot of these Facebook groups and all this stuff, and there's so much negativity, and you know we're all stuck, and this is this doom and gloom and all of that. But you put yourself in an environment where physicians are building these profitable businesses. Physicians are, you know, able to take 12 weeks off or take six weeks off. Physicians are like, I crossed my first million, I crossed my first two and a half million, and things like that. It creates such a phenomenal transformation that you do that for a few years, you should be shocked where you find yourself. So it's almost like you can rewrite your, like, I'm like Play-Doh. Um, I'm this way and I can shape it up and I can be a different way, which is which is so powerful. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, just to like take some of those pieces, there's so much uh, good stuff I heard. It's evolution and it's more evolution of their identity from a physician to a physician entrepreneur, which are two different animals. And things then that obviously like skills, skills that, you know, we think we know or we don't think we need to have, but they're, they're, they're essential, like marketing and selling. And then when you learn those things and you're around a community and you're actually learning just by talking conversations and, you know, you have that insight that, oh, if they can do a million a month, I can do a million a year. And then it's like you you give permission to dream big and say, hey, let's go after it. Let's, let's get it. And then obviously... Uh, most people are very good at becoming solopreneurs and they call that a business, but it's not like, and I like the word you use assets, a true asset is something you can sell. Most physician practices, when they walk away, they have nothing. And I want all you physicians listening. It's true. If you can't really package it up in a nice way, no one's going to want it. And um, you may, you know, you may get a little bit of money for those charts or, you know, some people may just take over your practice and give you a, you know, courtesy money, but it, it's not the true value, the no enterprise value. And so building systems, building teams, essential. And I would say also probably, Dr. Una, you probably do in your business schools is you remove the bottleneck, which is the physician most times, right? They're the cook, they're the bottle washer, they're the, you know, the they do everything. They they check in patients, they get the vitals, and then they do the procedure. So um And I, I did all of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. So I'm assuming that there's probably tranches of physicians who who join you guys. There's the, hey, I have no idea. Help me out. Let's start something. Hey, I'm doing something. I'm probably not doing it right. Help me get, get there faster. And there's like, hey, I'm doing damn good, Dr. Una, but I want to go to the next level. So let's talk about those those people. How yeah, do you so take a, a, a well-oiled machine and make it into a Ferrari? I like that. I'm going to borrow that, actually. Um, <laughs> So when it comes to that level, um, my ulterior motive, sometimes I say that for every physician, is that they build a business that they can walk away from and that it creates financial freedom, it creates time freedom. And so there are three main areas that we would focus on. One is, and, and because it's physicians, one, it, well, let's start from the beginning. We'll, we'll focus on the team. 
which a lot of times physicians were like, well, if it needs to be done, if it's going to be done right, it has to be done by me and, you know, all the perfectionism and all of that. And I'm like, okay, but really, I mean, like when you had a job, um, you were not the one marketing, you were not the one taking the copay, you were not the one doing the vitals, you were not the one doing the billing, you were not, you, I mean, there were so many things you delegated. It's just that the system delegated it for you, right? And so it's showing them how to, you know, like progressively walk away. Okay, I'm the only one seeing patients. Let's get somebody else on board. I'm the only one managing the payroll, everything. Like, let's get a manager on board. I'm the only one doing that. Let, let's put somebody else in charge of my. Let's get you to a point where you can take time off, a week off every quarter. Just go be with your family. Like, let's start from there, right? And then let's build it for to where, like me, I've not set foot in my practice for 20, 23 months and is growing. And I started doing that in the middle of a pandemic. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But I'm like, I set the example, let's go, right? And so so the first place is the team. So the, the producers, the managers, the executive level, like, let's build that so you have something. If you want to, you can walk away, right? You have options. Because I had someone who tried to sell me her practice for only 40 grand, and I couldn't buy it because there was nothing to buy. It was her job, right? It's actually okay. probably more, it's probably more expensive to buy it. It would cost you a hundred thousand just to clean it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So the first thing is a team. The second thing is the systems. Like, how do I how do I build systems and processes so that when I'm not there, it can function like I was there? How do I download all this scrambled spaghetti I've had in my head of the way things work and build it out, document it, have SOPs? have people test it and use it, walk away so they can use it. And, you, you know, like, you know that this worked, you know, so that's the second thing, because again, if you don't have systems and processes, you have to stay, that's, that's your job. And then the third thing, you know, is really around profits. And, and I talk about profits because physicians, for the most part, I know it's a general statement, we, we don't put the money together, right? Like, so you see someone, they say to my practice, we made 2.5 million. Great. But my overhead was 2.3 million. What? Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. the word EBITDA <laughs> does not exist in physician vocabulary. No, it, 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 it doesn't exist, right? And I say so respectfully, but it, it doesn't exist. And so at this stage, I'm like, okay, guys, listen, the revenue is a vanity metric, okay? Because you're not taking your revenue home, <laughs> okay? So, so let's start talking profits. Let's start taking talking what you're pulling out. Let's talk about how you're taking that and putting in other vehicles to create second generation revenue. Let's talk about all of those things, right? And so we really go into, into the profits, the top line, the bottom line, um, you know, tax liability strategy, all of those kind of things so that they can keep more of what they make and, you know, make it into, put it in an engine, right? So it goes on to produce more things. So really it's to, the goal of that stage is to get them out of the business. Like, let's get you out, let's build an asset. Uh, I, I think you'll like this quote. I got this from one of my mentors. He goes, uh, revenue feeds the ego, profit feeds the family. <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, as we wrap up here, I want to do a rapid fire thing with you. I want, okay. I'll let so you can just, I'll give you a moment to think about it. I want three heroes, three mighty books, and three activities for uh, someone who's hungry for their next uh, evolution, if you will. So let's okay. start with the three heroes. All right. Dr. Una, okay. give me your three heroes. Hero number one is my husband. That's and awesome. what's his name? Let's give him some airtime. Steve. 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 Yes. Give you some love, Steve. Good job. Yeah, because he's a he's a big pusher, he's a big dreamer and all of those things. So he he legit is one of my mentors. Another one of my mentors, um, his name is Mike. Uh, 
And again, he's someone who thinks impossible thoughts. So I'm like, I'm doing an event. I want to get 100 people. He's like, why? Get a thousand, right? Mm-hmm. And so he he's a hero for me. The third would be Brian Tracy. Um, Brian Tracy has had a phenomenal impact on my ability to set goals, create visions, recognize the 20%. Um, you know, it, it, the most important activities sit in that. And and all of that. So he was in the beginning, I had no coaches or anything like that. I, I read all his books, listened to all his audio stuff. It's had a profound effect on. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. And he's still going, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, OK, three books. Three books. Eat that frog. Brian Tracy. I yes. read that every single year. It's just <laughs> phenomenal. It's simple, yeah. but phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the second one would be 10x is easier than 2x yeah. by um, Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I just read that one. Uh, it came out in May. So good. So phenomenal. Third book. Hmm. Which one do I pick? There's so many of them. I'm going to have to come back on that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> What's on your book on uh, nightstand right now or on your Audible? I'm actually reading Maximum Achievement by Brian Tracy. Okay. Um, and I have the entire Entree MD Business School reading it too. <laughs> Maximum Achievement. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And then three activities for a person who wants to become a true Entree MD. The, the first one would and be. Maybe you can plug some of your things like your podcast and things as a as one of them. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the first activity is a weird activity, but it's a decision. I think this is where everything starts is decide. I don't have the answers. I don't know how I'm scared. I'm an introvert, whatever. But just deciding I'm going to do this like that. That's the very first activity. Nothing happens till that happens. Yeah. So um, that declaration. Hey, this is it. No more. No more old school way of doing things. Let's move forward. If it's to be, it's up to me. Kind of decisive movement. OK, I love it. OK, what's yeah. next? That's the first one. The second one is what I call immersion, which mm-hmm. means, like, for instance, if I want to speak Spanish, I'm going down the street to learn Spanish for 30 minutes a week. I may learn it in the afterlife. But if you threw me in Spain and took away my phone, everything is in Spanish. Chances are I would learn, right? Mm-hmm. And so that would mean the podcast, all right? Like, so like your podcast, like my podcast, the Entree MD podcast, like um, the books, the business books, all of that, immersing yourself in that so you can experience the transformation. Because chances are there's nothing in your environment that will just make you become that person. You have to immerse yourself in that. And then the third thing is really investing in yourself. We had to do that to become physicians. We have to do that to become great entrepreneurs, right? So Dr. Vikram, for instance, for you, you have a program. People can be part of that, but you you don't just change. You know what I'm saying? The Entrepreneur Business School, that's why that exists. It's a year-long program, and that's where you go to experience the transformation. So um, I would not be unkind to tell physicians, like, just think about it, read a few books, and you'll be fine. I will say you want to invest in yourself, get yourself a nice quality business education, and I do not mean MBA, so that you can become the kind of person who can create the results you want to create. Investing has been in myself has been one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, um, I'm speaking to the, the audience here. Um, investing in yourself is a 30x ROI. You know, investing in your in your business is probably a five to 10x ROI. And then obviously the real estate stocks, you can choose whatever other vehicle, but nothing beats investing in yourself. That's a 30 to 40x ROI. It can be a 100x ROI. The other thing that uh, Dr. Una said was very important. Look, an MBA is great. I think it makes you a really good employee. You'll be a specialist in some company 
and they'll take care of you and you'll live a reasonable life. But if you want to live, be unreasonable, consider something like EntreMD Business School. Consider, you know, uh, getting someone to shake you up a little bit and to extract the highest form of genius that's inside of you, deep inside of you, that's been beat down by, you know, the MCATs and the USMLEs and all the fellowship training you had to do, right? So there's genius inside all of you guys. And it's, and if you're ready and if you want to be uh, that awakened physician, you know, working with Dr. Una would be a great thing. And then tell, tell us about your books again. Might, those, those might be good first steps too. Yeah. So the book is called The EntreMD Method. Mm -hmm. um, we call it the $16 MBA for physicians. We call the oh, podcast the free MBA for physicians. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second book um, is called Made for More. And it's a compilation book where we had a number of doctors from the EntreMD Business School tell their stories. Um, and it's wonderful because you'll find yourself in one of the 43 stories, right? Mm. Like, so, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And before I let you go, what's the impact you want to have on the world, Dr. Una? Oh, my goodness. I want to disrupt the physician community. I want 100,000 physicians to figure out and build profitable businesses so they have the freedom to live life and practice medicine on their terms. I pick 100,000 because I learned that once you have 10% of a community shift, the whole community has to shift. So wow. 100,000 is 10% of a million. And once we hit that, it's a wrap. Like it's all done. Done. All right. That's amazing. All right, guys, doc, you heard it from Dr. Una, 100,000 doctors uh, that are going to really change the world. So great. Oh, it's it's amazing, guys. So please uh, look at the show notes and you'll get all her contact and her information. Thank you again for supporting us on the YouTube and the podcast. If you haven't subscribed to either of them, please do so. And uh, I'm proud of you, all of you, for just all the positive feedback I'm getting and all the growth and change I'm seeing in you guys. So keep it going. Um, and until next time, guys, be phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. Until next time, be phenomenal. Phenomenal.